if I, it, 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 here's the thing. If I, straight up, if I have sex with his boyfriend, it's not, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's gay or not, but it's not gay if I do it, literally, because I'm not gay. If you're just tuning in, he's talking about, are we recording? Oh, uh, he's talking about Jason Buttigieg. Yeah, here's the thing. I will, I will, I will have the worst, the worst sex with you. And you will just be like, this is what? What? This is horrible. Ah, his stubble on me everywhere. Somehow it seems like he has six hands and all of them have too many calluses. I will. Oh, I can't even tell. I don't know if it's in or if it's out, but I don't, I don't like it. It's he's squirming around. It's like somebody. It's like it's like somebody just put mud all over a pig and threw him in a fucking swimming pool. It's wet and it's dirty and I don't like it and it stinks. And that's what I'm gonna do to you. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fuck you. I'm not even gonna fuck you silly. I'm gonna fuck you sad. I'm gonna have sex with you so <laughs> gross that you're just gonna be in, in in hell forever because of it. Not not because of gay stuff. Because it's you accepted me, and I will I will end whatever you will be. You will you will you will join. And I hate to make this reference again. You will join the skeptic set of Orthodox <laughs> Russians where you chop off your balls and nipples forever because you will be like, that sex was so disgusting. That's what I'm going to do to you. That's how we win New Hampshire. Welcome to True Enough. <laughs> Hello, Patreon. I am your host. Yeah, this is Patreon. We can yeah, say that Yeah, we're never kind of stuff. unlocking this episode. No, no, I just, that's the thing, because we got to keep these exclusive by <laughs> me just, me, me, I'm talking dirty. Uh, uh, my voice is hoarse now from screaming. Uh, Liz has been smoking Cubanos mm. for the past three hours. Uh, we are on the beach in San Diego right now. I'm so warm. Aren't you? I'm literally rubbing my hands together because I'm so cold. Uh, Our producer lives in in what you might term as an oubliette. uh, And it not only doesn't have central heating, it actually has central freezing. Uh, there is a there is a pipe connected to the uh, to the roof of his apartment building. We are in the basement, by the way, and literally it's just for rain to come down. It goes into the center of the room, so we walk around with wet socks. Brace, you're very funny today. Yeah, you know why? Mm. Xanax. <laughs> no. I took Xanax. No, no, no compunctions. <laughs> Nothing can tell me no. I. You know why I'm so happy today? Why? Because I am a proud owner of a brand new. AR-15, baby. That's right. I, I broke it already. <laughs> Making it even more California compliant. Oh. Uh, pretty. You showed it to me. Mm-hmm, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I, no. got, I got the full thing. I got some fucking... Uh, I got some uh, magazines for it. I, got <laughs> I like it. the... the um, like... Uh, white and pink streamers that come with it. Yes. Because it's the yeah. Barbie version. It's, I did get the Barbie version. Oh, there is a pink gun there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh, like it's, baby pink? It's like a twenty. It's like a little twenty-two. I think, for a kid. There's like a tie-dye one, too. Wait, like what? 150 kid bucks. Gun? 
Yeah. No get, kid gun. Uh, no kid gun. Have you been watching the news for the past three years? <laughs> That's well, like practically all kids do. No, uh, no. It's like it's like a it's like a bolt action rifle that just like it's not. You can't do a shooting with it. Mm. It's. I shot one when I was at summer camp. The only time I ever went when I was a kid. It was pink. It, no, no, no. It was probably cool. It was probably red. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited about that. Uh, however, if you, um, know how to put the little safety thing back in, please DM the true and on account because I, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, as you may, some of you may know, I'm very used to working with AK 47s, which just like, there's like four screws in there. There's not like, it's not very complicated. It's really easy. Literally children can use them and do. Uh, and when I, I understood the AK-47 very well, the AR-15, to me, it is like trying to figure out the mind of a woman. <laughs> it's too complicated. Everything's always broken. Uh, Jeffrey uh, Epstein uh, is in the news. <laughs> okay. Well, wait. Hold on. Before we do that. Mm-hmm. Reminder. Yep. Uh, we've got two live shows. Yes. Uh, next weekend. Mm-hmm. Not this weekend. I am excited. I am excited. Twenty uh, January twenty fifth and twenty sixth at Zebulon. Lost. Our producer never puts the fun uh, sound effects when I say Zebulon. Uh, so, Grace, will you say it? Yeah. Well, I usually me and me and him usually go out for like a couple hours after, and we do like we figure out how to make me sound better, better than better, you. Better, better, better. So oh, okay. I'll, I can put that in our yeah. Combo he makes after. your voice deeper. Yeah, and postscript. Yeah, no, he makes it actually <laughs> higher than it is. My voice is super deep. Or in real life. Uh, Can you say it, though, where what, where the show is? Well, it is at Zebulon. <laughs> uh, in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, Silver Lake, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what time is the show? Seven? I don't fucking know. Look it up on the website. <laughs> then if you, it's, yeah, look it up on the... I this think is, it's seven o'clock. This, we're just reminding them that there is a show. We're not I know, doing but I'm f- saying, I think it's seven o'clock, and I think flyer. the one on Sunday is at four. I think the one on Sunday is at three. Okay, well, mm-hmm. we're gonna find out Sunday, January twenty sixth <laughs> at Zebulon. Yes, there in are Los tickets Angeles. still available uh, for for the Sunday show, yeah. and there might be a few opening up at some point for the f- other one. I don't know. Um, Stay tuned. Don't take my word on that. I might have just made that up, but it is gonna be. If you ever wanted to see Liz Franzak, Young Chomsky, and Brace Belden live on stage doing. Uh, Aerial sort of silk dancing. <laughs> this is your night. We're not doing true and on stuff. We're doing sort of athletics and kind mm-hmm. of graceful acrobatics. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, we hope we see you there. And uh, feel free to say hello after the show to Brace only. Not yeah, me. you can say hi to me. Um, mm. uh, you know where I'll be though. I will be in your hotel room. <laughs> Excuse me. With all of our fans. <laughs> Just pissing, <laughs> filling it with piss. What the fuck is? Uh, just, I don't like grossy things. Okay. You know that. Uh, well, grossy humor is not funny. Let's uh, let's get ourselves together here and talk about some really bad news. Uh, so remember how they were going to release all those documents from the uh, Jeffrey uh, from the uh, the excuse me Virginia Jeffrey versus Ghislaine Maxwell case? Yeah, it turns out they're not. Uh, uh no, Preska, old Judge Preska. Uh, he's such a New York name. Yeah. He kind of, yeah. He's like, uh, it's, it's like fucking character on law and order. Uh, unfortunately he is not going to be, uh, releasing those. So this stems from a 2015 legal complaint for, from, uh, Virginia Jeffrey versus Ghislaine Maxwell. 
Uh, so it was fired un- filed under seal initially, but then uh, the people who make these decisions at one point were like, "This you can't have this be sealed," and unsealed some of it. Uh, but yeah, it's an eleven-page ruling that came out the other day. They do not fall on these documents. Do not fall under the legal definition of judicial documents, which I feel like if they're in a court, they're technically all judicial documents, right? I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand it at all. I'll be real with you guys. I don't know what the fuck most of this means. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. This isn't a law podcast. I went to five different high schools and didn't even technically graduate. However, however, I can quote from this judge. He says, in this case, the underlying litigation between Ms. Jeffrey and Ms. Maxwell has long since been settled. Uh, accordingly, all disputes regarding the underlying merits of the action have been rendered moot by the settlement. There is no, there is thus no live controversy to which the judicial power can extend. With respect to motions left undecided by, I think, uh, the trial judge, there was never and never now never can be a judicial decision-making process that would trigger the public's right to access the undecided motions and the documents relevant to them. And that so this doesn't make any sense well, to me. This and is you the know, same judge yeah. that released the fucking two thousand up uh, uh, page other fucking tranche. Yeah, the day before Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Epstein died, he released 2,000 pages of documents related to this very case. Well, he's saying now, he kind of walks it back at some point. So he says, and I, I will stop with the block quotes in a sec, but this is important also. I'm too dumb to explain it. The court is mindful of the fact that there is a great deal of public intrigue surrounding the unsealing of the documents at issue here. With that in mind, the court emphasizing that this ruling is a narrow one. Mm, Notwithstanding the fact that the undecided motions and the papers associated with them are not judicial documents, they may eventually be unsealed because they are in some way relevant to the trial judge's actual decisions, which are numerous, that are certainly uh, certainly subject to presumption of public access. So this could be sort of dependent on future uh, decisions made by future judges. Um, but this is not good good news for us and for all of you, uh, uh, you out see. there with Epstein brain. So basically brain. he's saying that, you know, yeah, if there are, like, future judgments that release judicial, like, actual judicial rulings and documents that yeah. are related to these non-judicial documents. Yeah. They could release these. Well, how does law work? Like, so, like, I'm a judge, right? And I'm like, you can't release these fucking documents, but then you're another judge in a different case, and you're like, we need to see those documents. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wait. Well, you can like overturn the ruling. You can just overturn a ruling. I mean, you appeal, and you know, there's a process. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get locked. But in if appeals, they determine right? that these, basically, he's saying that these documents, yeah, are not in and of themselves relevant. Now that a judgment has been ordered, like that. Now that the there was the settlement, right? Yeah. And be- because that these documents are not actually uh, like what he calls judicial documents, so they're because they they deal with like basically like motions that were never decided, judgments that were never given, etc. And then they're not actual judicial rulings. He's saying that it's not that they're not relevant now, and so he's saying that that's a really narrow, uh, specific judgment, and that if in the future these documents are relevant to something that is released mm-hmm. in and of itself, Yeah, then these documents could be released in accordance with those documents. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I kind of get that. 
I'm very dumb. No, this you are. This is the Brace. smart one. No, Brace, I'm the good Brace looking just one. Likes to play dumb. Yeah, but that he's is true. Not. He's very smart. He's very smart. He just doesn't unleash it. Yeah, I just know what many. all the parts of the vagina are named. I'm Brace. sorry. See, I'm dumb. Look at this. You can't get mad at me for being dumb after I said I'm dumb. Anyways, so <laughs> other in, uh, in some other news, it came out that one of my favorite friends of mine, a close personal, actual real life, real friend of mine. Elon Musk's brother, whose name is, get this, Kimball. Yeah. Kimball. Kimball. I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. Kimball Musk. Kimball and Elon. Was dating. Wait, hold on. Kimball and Elon. Hey, I am Kimball. This is, they're South African. Can you South do the Af- accent? I am Kim. No, I am, uh, I, I am Kimball. <laughs> and this is Elon. Uh, South Africans to me always sound like Australians. But like filtered through some horrible, I don't know. It's I can't. just you know. I mean, white want, South Africans, black want, South Africans sound cool. You want to know what like if, like colonization sounds like? That's it. Just yeah. Afrikaner. Just horribly inbred Dutchman. Oof. Uh, anyways, Kimball Musk, who is a bit of a uh, let's say a technologist himself. Uh, I believe he plants things in containers and they grow. <laughs> I'm serious. I think that's his thing. He's like a hydroponic farming guy. Mm. Uh, was, quote unquote, dating a woman who was introduced to him by Ghislaine Maxwell. And now this wasn't just some like random lady that was friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. This was a woman who was a, to put it um, in Epstein's terms, a model who was living in that East 66th Street apartment building where the child sex slaves were kept, the one that Mark Epstein, Epstein's brother, owned, uh, but that housed also MC2, the modeling agent, or excuse me, MC3, the modeling agency, and a bunch of Brunel's girls as well. So she comes from sort of the trafficking pit, and she dated Kimball Musk. Yes. She describes, uh, or no, Elon Musk describes Epstein as an obvious creep. Yeah, well, that didn't stop uh, that didn't stop the, him from going to fucking Epstein's house one day. They oh, spent yeah, a little being, bit of time together, and, uh, possibly dating Gillian Maxwell. You think so? There's plenty of photos of them at events yeah, together. Yeah, and she does kind of look like Grimes. <laughs> She's like an older Grimes. God, the, what a the horrible Ur Grimes. Pair. Yeah, Ugh. I can't believe she's pregnant. I can. It's disgusting. I've done it to her before. Okay. Yeah, it is, it is fucking gross. That's going to be a techno Have baby. you seen that video of him dancing at the Tesla event? It's all bad. <laughs> but he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein, so yes. we got to talk about him. So Epstein actually went to Kimball Musk's 40th birthday party in New York uh, in, I think, 2012. And the next day, according to Business Insider, uh, Elon went to Jeffrey Epstein's townhouse and uh, presumably palled around. Do you remember that article where it's that that guy? I think it was like something Brockman uh, said that that Jeffrey he, Jeffrey Epstein invited him to his house and like basically just said all this insane shit at him for a couple hours. But one of those things was he, the reason he got in touch with Epstein in the first place was because Epstein was rumored to be advising Elon Musk on Tesla stuff. Yep. Yep. And that, you know, of course, Musk and Tesla denied that, like, you know, head up and down. Of course, they're good. there's literally nothing else they can do but deny that. But t- to be honest, it, uh, you know, I don't want to make to be too conjectury here. It sounds real. 
Absolutely. Uh, like it's it's I mean, I think that they were more entwined than, than people are giving them credit for. Yeah, I mean I think all these guys I mean I I think that Jeffrey was advising a lot of companies. Yeah, 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 that. yeah. And I yeah. don't know if any of it was, you know, interesting or I, relevant, but Elon Musk strikes me as um very stupid. Yes. Uh let's not forget that he has committed securities fraud numerous times. And no one cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he's still under SEC. Uh, oh, he has to like check his tweets with them and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and they wanted to remove him from the board, which then it would have been a coup at Tesla. And then there's the whole scheme about Tesla buying uh, fucking Solar City because Solar City was yeah, going bankrupt yeah, yeah. and then funneling money. Tesla, by the way, we should do an episode about Tesla. Absolutely. Because hey, newsflash, listeners. It's a Ponzi scheme. Oh, it is. Yeah. But I will say Tesla stock, well, it's at five. God. Fucking stock market, man. It's at 518. Is that good or bad? It is really gaining steam. Really? Which is wild. It's the fucking cyber truck. It's. I fucking. Yeah. Okay. I got a lot to say about Tesla. He's one of the worst South Africans. And remember, I'm talking about South Africans. (laughs) White South Africans. Uh, but yeah, so it's, um, I thought that was a little interesting that again, I have a little, I mean, they, they reported this in, in some ways good, in some ways not great because what I would have been sort of more clear about is that the, the apartment building where this girl was staying or this woman was staying when Kimball started dating her was an apartment building that was pretty much filled with sex slaves. I mean, they don't mention her name in the article because they're like, she's possibly a victim of trafficking. I would maybe say probably, but then again, I'm not a journalist. Uh, I'm a private investigator. Uh, but it is it is very odd. And I'm like, obviously, Elon, I mean, he must have known. The thing is, too, I also don't believe him that, that Epstein wasn't advising him. Epstein was advising Bill fucking Gates. Yeah. Like, there's no one above that. Right. Except Bezos. He's friends with Bezos, too. Yeah. As we'll find out later in this episode, possibly something else going on there as well. Yeah, also, why would you ever trust Elon Musk's word about anything? Yeah, exactly. Like, his car doesn't have a fucking brake. Wait, what's that that one rapper, the kind of like crazy lady? She's cool. Uh, What? Lizzo. No, not Lizzo. (laughs) Azealia Banks. Oh, oh my God. Remember when she was like, Elon Musk? When she was like, I'm in Elon Musk's basement and they're trying to have a threesome with me or something? People were like, oh, she's fucking mentally ill. That, I, that, I'm sure literally every word of what she said was true. Look that up. Azealia Banks, that Elon Musk, great, and Grimes. That was a great day on but, social media. Exa- but I'm saying with this Epstein stuff in mind, and this mm. Kimball Musk stuff in mind, mm. maybe take a look at that in a new light. Interesting. I like where you're going. Yeah. I mean, she said, I believe she said that they were devilish and satanic. And, you know, obviously. She did. Uh, she did say you know, that. Uh, it's, you know, we try to keep things in the material realm here. But, you know, just saying. South African, white guy, a little weird. Um, so the other like big bomb, this is the real bombshell news. This I think came- you're the real bombshell. Bryce, that's so nice. She's waiting for me to say something to me. I was, I thought you were. Check this out. No, don't. I'm just thinking it. Oh, that's. I'm just thinking it. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> the, the real big bombshell thing, uh, news item came uh-huh. out today. Just like a couple hours ago, New York Times, there's a brand new lawsuit. Yes. Um, The Attorney General of the Virgin Islands says Mr. Epstein and his associates used a database, which I've got some questions there, 
to track victims as young as 11 years old. Now, mm. that is uh, not the age that we've heard most associated with this case. Yeah, in fact, that is by f- definitely the youngest that I've yeah. heard, uh, heard next to Epstein's name. Yeah. New evidence shows Jeffrey Epstein sexually abused and trafficked hundreds of young women and girls on his private Caribbean island. Well, I don't know about new evidence, but okay. Some as recently as 2018. That is new. Um, significantly expanding the scope of his alleged conduct. So we haven't heard anything basically uh, super specific about his time post conviction yeah in terms of allegations by young women and girls yeah i mean most of what we know or a lot of what we know prior to people actually coming forward about his uh his his earlier conviction was because of the court documents Mm. and so you know again like a lot of times sort of since then especially in this last decade uh has been a little more vague and people have sort of had to piece together without necessarily firsthand testimony. Obviously we knew he he was still continuing his um you know destructive acts, but uh this is this is this is new. Yeah, the new accusations argue that Mr. Epstein ran a decades long decades by the way Decades-long sex trafficking scheme that had a primary nexus in the Virgin Islands. So, again, I just want to pinpoint this because um, there's been a lot of kind of like wishy-washy, like, well, we don't know, blah, blah, blah. What can you say? We don't know. This is an actual allegation uh, by uh, attorneys that he was running a trafficking operation. Yeah. That so far has not been... Totally alleged. No, and this is a this is again this is a forty page uh, set of documents. It literally just came out like yeah, uh, so as we were coming them. to record. We're gonna go through them and go through them more. Uh, there, I will say it's odd that he is being um, taken a task by the Attorney General of the Virgin Islands, especially because of his very cozy relationship with with pretty big political figures on the island. Mm, yeah, uh, C- uh, Cecile de Jong. I think that's how you pronounce it. J O N G H. Uh, the former first lady of the Virgin Islands was actually the office manager for one of his companies. Yeah. So that is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to be looking more into it, but he there's a reason that there was he was he made his base of operations out there. It's because it is he he, he did not have trouble ingratiating himself with the local uh, politicos or, and, and and fellow rich people there. Yeah. So they say miss, this is what's being alleged. Um... Mr. Epstein used a ring of associates to rotate the women and girls in and out of sexual servitude using fraudulent modeling visas to transport them across state lines and international borders. He tracked their availability and proximity using the database. That doesn't come as a surprise In one undated incident detailed in the lawsuit, a 15-year-old girl attempted to swim off Mr. Epstein's island and escape after she was forced to engage in sex acts with Mr. Epstein mm-hmm. and others. Others. Emphasis. Yeah, I think I've heard about that one. The girl was found and held captive on the island after he confiscated her passport. Passport confiscation just kind of goes to show what we know so far. But um, yeah, I'll be really interested to read the, the documents on this. Yeah, so this, again, I just want to like pinpoint that um, people have talked about you know him seeking out 
uh, young girls and it kind of being this like homegrown, like I'm just kind of a pervert. Yeah, like I, I'll pay these high school girls $300 each. Like, whatever. Like no, He would no, this kidnap is, people. Yeah, this is alleging an actual like traffic, international trafficking operation, which is something that we've talked about on the podcast as basically we've alleged, but this is legally alleged. We have never alleged this. We have said <laughs> we that others have alleged. We simply report others' allegations. <laughs> yes, okay. Well. Liz, I know, but stick with me on that, please. Yeah, I know, I know. My, you know my what I'm attorney, saying. My attorney, Alan Dershowitz, has advised me, <laughs> uh, who's not alleged to do anything. Um, so, yeah, Brace is right. We're going to go through these documents, and we'll obviously report back Our soon. mind guns are cocked and locked and ready to rock with this. You like that one? That <laughs> was pretty did. cool. Huh? That was cool That's sounding. my new thing I'm going for. I'm, I'm not going to explain it on the show, but I'm going for more of a... Cool guy vibe. Cool guy detective. Cool guy vibe. Mm -hmm. That must be hard for you. It's difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Because usually I'm just a cool person. People don't even, they see me, they're just like, that's, I don't care what he is. I just think he's cool. Now I'm going straight, I'm I'm strictly for the male. Mm. Yeah. Cool guy detective. Cool guy detective. Um, so Brace, we've got, we're, we've got an interview coming up. Yeah. We actually have a very, uh, actually like legitimately illuminating and, uh, and, and thoughtful interview. Yeah. With Eric Rosenwald. So, um, we know there's a lot of little gumshoes listening, mm-hmm. aspiring gumshoes, very interested in this case. And they are all on the internet. Mm-hmm. Tap, tip, tap, typing away. Tip, tap, typing away, looking for clues, looking at how to kind of put things together. Mm-hmm. And Eric uh, has been tracking Jeffrey's flight patterns mm-hmm. for basically three years. Yeah. And found some very interesting information. Um, but not only that, really just kind of took this on uh, his own volition, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. So we're going to talk to him and kind of how like these open source uh like new open source um sort of investigatory techniques yeah like what they open up for people and how you can get involved and look at some of this data and what kind of picture it paints yeah so uh without further ado here is our interview with uh video journalist and flight tracker amateur flight tracker uh eric rosenwald So welcome to this evening's interview. We are joined by Eric Rosenwald, a video journalist out of Tucson, Arizona, who was the first to break a lot of this sort of unusual stuff around Epstein's flight patterns uh, in the few years before he was arrested. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great here. Yep. Great. Thanks for uh, coming on. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to uh, talk about the story. It's uh, an important one, so. So, Eric, you were tracking Epstein before his arrest, right? Correct, yes. I started tracking him around uh, 2016. That was, that was when I really uh, started diving into it. Oh, what prompted that? Well, I first uh, started reporting on flight tracking stories with the uh, 2015 uh, San Bernardino attack. Mm. Uh, I tracked an FBI surveillance plane as it uh, surveilled a local mosque. So that was my first foray into this this, uh, kind of really a subset of data journalism. 
Yeah, and it's like kind of a um, exploding field online. It seems like not just um, from what you've contributed, but a lot of other people kind of getting in, uh, tracking all sorts of kind of flights around the world, and and trying to like put a bunch of stories together. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a new field. Um, it's it's all open source, so it's the kind of thing where. Anyone can dig into it. It doesn't matter if you're a professional or amateur. Uh, so it, it really is an open kind of uh, way of reporting. So you use this thing called ADSB, right? Can you tell us about that? ADSB is a signal that is sent. Uh, it's a, a protocol, a radio signal that is sent from aircraft uh, to surrounding uh, uh, airports, other aircraft. It's a Open source. It's an open source uh, format that delivers information like uh, altitude, airspeed, uh, call sign, things like that. And so you can go on and track these things. Now, the main reason it's there is for flight safety, uh, so that aircraft can see each other, uh, airports can see them, and so anyone can pick up these signals. Though uh, they're publicly broadcast, it's not some encrypted signal or something like that. And you can have a receiver in your home and pick these up. So it's an exciting thing because you can actually listen uh, to these pings from aircraft. Hmm. And this is this goes for any aircraft too. Like as you were saying, you were tracking like an FBI surveillance aircraft, but like presumably military aircraft and such as well. Some military aircraft uh, use it. Uh, it's it's really the the whole system is primarily about safety. Yeah. So they started putting it on military aircraft, although. Uh, many of them still don't turn it on. It's a little uh, r- uh, radio box, basically, a really simple uh, piece of electronics. But, uh, you know, it's military. They often want to be stealthy, of course. Yeah. Uh, so they often don't use that. But but many military planes do. Um, and they're trying to get every aircraft uh, in the U.S. to use this uh, just to be safe. So. so how did Epstein get on your radar? Good pun. She was doing a pun, I think. Yeah, it was a pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I had, like I said, I had had that previous uh, experience with flight tracking, and I knew that uh, Epstein, being the billionaire that he is, he probably had a private jet fleet or something like that, just one. In this case, there's one primary uh, aircraft. Mm-hmm. You can look up the information and find it and track like any of, track it like any other aircraft. Yeah, and so yeah, because I know I thought because I, I was under the impression that it was like sometimes they could get themselves taken off of these flight tracking websites, and that like some of them were kind of opt out websites as well. But I guess with ABDS, you you can't do that. That like it's automatically locked. Well, yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, all across the country and across the world, uh, there's a network of these receivers, and you can uh, contribute to the system what your receiver is picking up. Uh, so it kind of goes to the network, and anyone can see that. So uh, ADSB is unique in that it doesn't accept requests to block the aircraft. Yeah. Other mm. commercial websites, they do honor those requests. But ADSB is unique in that they allow you to just go right in and see everything. That's yeah. Well, so what did you what did you see when you were tra- so you were tracking Epstein's plane for about what it was about three years. So, I mean, exactly. yeah, what, what kind of flight patterns did you uh, take note of? 
Well, the most obvious ones are where he lived. He spent the vast majority of his time uh, between New York, uh, his home in Palm Beach, Florida, and his, uh, it's often called uh, Orgy Island yeah. in the uh, Caribbean. Yep. Uh, yes. His little uh, private island. Yes. Uh, it's, been, it's, it's received a lot of headlines, so it's an infamous spot. And so he just really spent most of his time uh, traveling between these three places. Occasionally he would fly to uh, Paris, but it was mainly between those locations. Hmm. But you were saying, and I was looking at your, your website, which I will, will put a link to because there's some interesting stuff in here. He did fly to a few other places as well, some sort of more unusual destinations for him. Exactly. Um, I might as well start out with the, uh, uh, the most unique one, and that was a uh, trip to Saudi Arabia, Riyadh, uh, on the day before the 2016 presidential election, and it left the day after. Now, the thing to remember with all this stuff is we don't know if Epstein is on any of these flights. So I need to make that clear right off the bat. Uh, But it says a lot about his patterns, his life, uh, and it coincides with where he lives. So that presidential election uh, visit, that was a real big outlier. Now, I don't know where, you know, what what it's about, but it was a really notable one. Well, you know, there were rumors that he was looking at property in Riyadh, which is very strange. And I know he has connections uh, that go back. I remember when they raided his uh, apartment or uh, property in New York City, uh, they found like a Saudi passport. So he's been known to be friends, actually, with uh, Mohammed bin Salman. So he does have roots there. It is just very weird to like, oh, I'm just going to pop over to Saudi Arabia to watch the election. For a couple of days, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing, the th- yeah. so the thing is like, yeah, we know his friends with, with MBS, as you know, I call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually read mm-hmm. recently a, somewhat, a first-person account of his house where he actually had not, not just a picture of MBS on the wall, but he had like a giant portrait of him. Whether that's painted or photography, wow. I don't know, but I think it's a, a really odd thing to have. And so when, when I, you know, there was a couple articles surrounding your findings about this. And one of them pointed out something that I thought was really interesting is that Jeff Bezos was there as well, that same period of time. And he was meeting with MBS. I mean, obviously we don't know if Epstein was, but it is a little interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of this reporting really, you, you don't really know who it is, where they're going. Uh, it's all about correlations. So they're really, it's, it's more of a, a starting point. Um, you see these interesting things, but you can't really stop there. It's interesting, but it really warrants further reporting. So uh, that, that was a really interesting story. I heard about that, uh, the Bezos uh, visit there. So who knows? Yeah, and it's also interesting because Bezos was, and this is sort of getting a little bit off topic here, but um, Bezos, when his... Uh, sort of weird collection of text messages to a woman that was not his wife was leaked. Uh, one of the investigators he hired to sort of clear up who did it pointed the finger at Saudi Arabia and that, in fact, his phone might have been compromised on that same trip with a little bit of blackmail. Wow. Which Is it true? Yeah. That's crazy. Knowing what we know about wow. Epstein, it's just, I mean, maybe and it's just a funny thing. knowing what we know about the Saudis. Yeah. I know. I, every time I go to Saudi Arabia, I, I delete every text message on my phone just so no one can check it out. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then there's of course he. So he went to. I noticed you wrote he like you, you had something about San Diego in here as well, and possibly some sort of conference, right? Yes, yes. Um, one of the things uh, that was discovered over the uh, past summer uh, was that Epstein had donated to the University of Arizona here in Tucson. Mm-hmm. I'm actually an alumnus. Um, and so I found that really interesting. Uh, and when I looked through the logs, I found uh, several visits to Tucson. Hmm. So there is a center here at the University of Arizona. It's called the Center for Consciousness Studies. Yes. And they had a conference in San Diego, and uh, his aircraft happened to be in San Diego around that time. Mm. So it was another interesting uh, thing that sort of may reflect some of the reporting uh, about his donations to the university. Yeah. So wait, what is the Institute for Consciousness Studies? I'm not not familiar with this thing. Uh, It's it's the Center for Consciousness Studies. It's it's a sort of multidisciplinary uh, organization at the University of Arizona. Uh, they study consciousness issues. Uh, it brings in a lot of different uh, specialties. It's not any w- one particular one. Yeah. Uh, neuroscience is a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, Epstein was very uh, involved in what's known as the transhumanist movement and spent uh, quite a lot of money, uh, either in donations or direct funding, to a lot of, let's just say, more controversial esoteric yes esoteric uh disciplines looking at um things like life extension and uh you know ai ai things you know uh, studies that i would imagine would be at the consciousness institute (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah neuroscience was a a big topic or big interest for for epstein for sure Huh, so that is, I wonder if I can get some, try to find some, track down some photos from that event that yeah. like, he might be in the back. Because remember that Edge dinner he went to with all those billionaires, people didn't figure out that he was mm-hmm. there until they saw him in the background of some photo of, you know, some billionaire schlub. Um, so I wonder Absolutely. if the same yeah. could be said for this. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, this is, this kind of reporting is all about a starting point. You, you find interesting things and really someone else, other journalists really need to go with it. Uh, I focus on video journalism. Occasionally I'll do stories like this, but it's not really my wheelhouse to, to pursue that kind of story. Sure. Uh, but uh, it's, it's worthwhile. Um, it's worthwhile for someone to follow up. Uh, there may be photos out there, like you said. Who knows? So it's, it's important to keep going. That's what we always are begging for on this show, for somebody who's an actual real journalist <laughs> and not like us. To look into some of this stuff, um, who, you know, who actually has like sources and police departments and stuff like that, um, because it is it, it's it's I mean, especially the Riyadh stuff. It's yeah. like that is severely. I mean, I know it's not exactly the most um, uh, the, a nation that is known for being overly welcoming to a free press, uh, but it's still. I mean, it's, somebody with some experience there could probably look into it more than any of us could. Um, I saw that he also went exactly. to, he spent a little bit of time in Massachusetts as well, to, in Springfield. Yes, um, I, I don't, that, that was one of the outlier destinations, Springfield, uh, but he did spend uh, a good bit of time, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't say he, his aircraft, uh, his aircraft did spend a good t- amount of time uh, in Boston for 
sometimes short trips, sometimes about a week. Hmm. Uh, all this stuff you can find in the article. I have uh, spreadsheets. Um, I have pie charts, things like that, to, to make it easier to visualize this stuff. Totally. But it is known that he donated uh, to Harvard. Mm-hmm. So, again, we don't know if he was visiting there at all. Uh, I think there are, may have been reports on that, but uh, it does line up. It does correlate to uh, his donations to Harvard. So Yeah, and MIT. That's, that's a whole other issue there, yeah. And it's, I should note this, it is only about an hour and a half drive, two-hour drive from Manchester by the sea where Ghislaine was living with uh, this Scott Borgeson guy who does a little bit of open source analysis on his own. Did you know that? Uh, no, I wasn't aware of that. So Ghislaine's boyfriend or the guy whose house she was staying at when it came out, you know. It was her, it's her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, her whatever, her hubby, I'll say. His, his company actually... It takes satellite images uh, and tracks uh, container ships that way to sort of uh, like basically get a bigger picture of world trade, like what's going where, you know, what's trade being flows, taken exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting thing. He, of course, is making millions of dollars on it. So I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, allegedly. Allegedly, you know how these who fucking startups knows are. exactly. <laughs> Uh, what was sort of the most interesting thing that stood out to you about any of this? Um, I would say uh, the Riyadh trip in particular. Uh, that was that was the most uh, interesting. Oh, you can see how uh, where it appears to line up when he got arrested when his aircraft um, uh, came to New York. He had actually, or his aircraft had come uh, from Paris. Occasionally, mm-hmm. uh, the fl- the aircraft would be there for about a week. It, it tended to be longer trips to Paris, uh, longer visits to Paris. Uh, that lines up with uh, the fact that he did have a, an apartment or property in Paris, France, too. Uh, so that's that's interesting. Uh, there were a few trips to northern New Mexico where he has uh, a ranch out there uh, in northern New Mexico, uh, not far from Albuquerque. So that's, that's another interesting one. Um, other than that, uh, you know, this is really something where I'm sitting on information, and I was for, for a while, uh, and I don't really know what to make of it because, <laughs> yep. like I said, it's just, it's just where this aircraft is going. So it's, it's very interesting because I, I can look at it and I can see this, and, you know, all I can think is some, you know, someone out there might be able to make sense of this, some, someone who's doing that hard reporting uh, with sources and on the ground, so, you know someone who's really putting a lot of time into this. Maybe at some point we'll be able to uh, report on something and and uh, the data included in, in my report might make more sense. Yeah, I mean, so how... I, 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 I know that exact feeling, by the way, of like looking at a set of data, especially data concerned with Jeffrey Epstein, and knowing that there's something there or maybe nothing there, but not knowing exactly what to do with it or like how to report on it or anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Exactly. Um, that, that was one thing. Uh, after I published the report, uh, Business Insider published a new report. Uh, they, they had already reported on the mystery trip uh, that the, his aircraft made to the Middle East area. They just weren't able to pin down the final destination. Um, so, let's see here. Um, it, was, it was interesting because I didn't know whether I should publish the trip to Riyadh uh, early on when I found out about it, because 
I figured, well, if this gets out, it might change his flight patterns uh, yeah. or his aircraft's flight patterns. And uh, I didn't really know if maybe something in the future would, would pop up. And if I had published that, it may have compromised the ability to track him. So I always thought, um, I always said in the back of my mind, well, uh, you know, maybe I should publish this on the one-year anniversary of uh, the 2016 election. And just mention, you know, while we're talking about the election, well, there was this other interesting thing that happened uh, a year prior. Uh, I, I didn't really do that. It kind of fell off my radar for a while. Uh, but I, I know that I had decided right away when I had found this, I said to myself, well, I will definitely publish it if he either gets arrested or dies. So yeah. I always thought of those two things as being like, I will definitely publish this. Uh, so I, I really stopped following him uh, for uh, months, actually close to about a year. Uh, I was tracking him on a daily basis. With these apps, you can set up alerts mm -hmm. so that you get uh, a, an alert on your uh, mm. smartphone that says this aircraft is airborne. You can follow where his aircraft is with those notifications. Um, so it was, it was interesting, but I, I didn't really see anything unique in particular. And I always knew I could probably, you know, go back and, and uh, pull some of the data out and make sense of that. But I kind of just got really tired of tracking the flight when it was yeah, just so routinely I, I going between these cities. And, and, and so what I would do is every couple months I would look it up, uh, look up the flight records and see if there's something interesting. So uh, it, it, it was, I regret doing that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I greatly regret doing that because um, it just so happened that his aircraft flew to Tucson uh, here several times over the past few years. Uh, and if I had still been tracking him, I would have uh, been able to go out there, and and uh, I'm a photographer too. That's really how I started before I got into video journalism. Yeah. So I have a, a good camera for something like that, and uh, I really I would have I would have just uh, tailed him uh, if he was on the plane, uh, if there was anyone else on the plane, follow them, uh, just kind of go at it, paparazzi style. Yeah. Uh, because it Gonzo. was a great opportunity. And it, it could have been nothing. It could have been uh, his pilot uh, flying to Tucson for a vacation. I mean, it's a, it's a big tourist destination. So yeah. it could have been something very interesting. It could have been at one extreme, uh, Epstein himself, or it could have been nothing and, and have nothing to do with any of his activities. So, again, it's, it's uh, something where I don't know until I'm there. But having seen his plane come to Tucson, I definitely would have followed it and uh, looked into it and see see who was on it. So yeah, absolutely. That was a, that was an exciting opportunity that I missed because I stopped uh, tracking him, and it, it, it was just it was it was astonishing to me. You know, I here I am tracking him all over the world and just watching this, and and here he comes, you know, basically to uh, my backyard. Yeah, uh, uh, his aircraft. Oh, <laughs> I keep God. saying him. Uh, but it's I, I'm talking about it. I wonder yeah. too. It's like you you you've been tracking him, or you're tracking the aircraft for so long. It does start to feel like him, and I wonder if uh, like you start to get in a rhythm of his like travel patterns. Where suddenly, I mean, I know that like with Jeff, with um, Brace and I, 
you know, we're so uh, just like in the thick of so much about him. It's like I call him Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. It's like I have an image in my head of who he is, of what this like his patterns are like, or you know, you 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 start to develop a kind of weird mental kinship in a weird way. Not like he's our friend. No, no, I do. Yeah, I don't mean in that way. <laughs> It's it's interesting because um, there were many flights. You know, I, I don't know whether he's on these aircraft, uh, his aircraft, but, but there were many instances where there were reports of uh, his uh, pilot being on a particular uh, flight to somewhere, and it, it lined up with the uh, uh, his location. In particular, though, uh, his aircraft came from uh, Paris uh, uh, to New York. You know, it was one of his last trips there. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, you you get used to just seeing this plane, and it's just easier to kind of say that. But you never know. It's part of the mystery. It's part of what makes it interesting. Is you don't know what to expect. Could be anything. Could be nothing. Uh, but uh, his his story is is unique. Um, it's it's not going away. It's going to be talked about for decades. And so uh, it's it's just interesting to be able to uh, report on just a little little tiny piece of it. Absolutely. Well, we're definitely we'll link to all of the reporting you've done because everyone should check it out. And also the um, the the open source software is is fascinating. And I know that you've you've also been tracking other. I mean, you track other flights as well. Um, so there's a lot of information out mm-hmm. there that people should mm-hmm. acquaint themselves with. There's some interesting tools, for sure. Yeah. I and, and it's important for people to know, though, also, that uh, if you're really diving deep into flight tracking and you're, you're following certain aircraft, it's easy to misunderstand what you're seeing or mm-hmm. uh, see flights that look strange or they take a, mm. uh, an unusual path. Um, there are certain things like uh, changing in call signs, the aircraft change your call signs. And, and so it's important for people to know that if you're really going to dig deep into this stuff, uh, flight tracking, you really have to study it. You really have to, to get good at it. Uh, there was recently, there's been reporting very often where someone will see a, a, a strange flight and it turns out to be nothing, but there's, there's a lot of hysteria over it. Mm, so mm-hmm. I would, that's the only thing I'd caution anyone looking into this is that uh, you know, just be careful about the, the conclusions you come to uh, and just do your research and look into it and you can find out more. There are, uh, and I list them in my report, um, there are several, there are many um, uh, out there that, that track these flights, but there's, there's a core group of about five to ten uh, Twitter accounts that report on this. So yeah. anyone who's starting out, I recommend they, they go on Twitter and follow those accounts and start to learn about the process from them. Uh, and you, you really learn a lot from them. So it's, it's great that they do that. But that's, that's a great starting point. And uh, you can uh, purchase the apps. There's Flight Radar. There's uh, Flight Radar 24. Uh, there's Plane Finder. But ADSB Exchange is, is unique. Uh, it's free. And it's a, a website. So you can, you can start tracking right away without having to worry about uh, those commercial websites or commercial uh, resources. Yeah, great. Uh, Well, thank you so much. Um, This has been fascinating, and I have to dive into a lot more of this. Yeah, is there anything? Yeah, this is, this is, thank you. This is one of our, uh, I feel very educated right now, which is 
Um, a nice feeling for me. Uh, is there anything in particular you want to plug before we wrap up here? Um, well, I'm gearing up to uh, do uh, uh, as much uh, uh, campaign coverage for the 2020 election. Mm. Um, Arizona isn't quite a battleground state. It's a, some people refer to it as a purple state, but it's uh, increasingly becoming a competitive uh, state for, for Democrats. So you're going to see a lot more uh, travel with candidates coming to Arizona. So I, I did plenty of coverage of that in the 2016 election. So I'm excited to get out there. But if you follow me on Twitter, YouTube, uh, in the coming months, I'll start, I'll start to do a lot of coverage. I like to be right there in the protest or in the crowd. So it's a, it's a really good uh, firsthand view of what's happening there. So if anyone follows me, they'll be able to see that in the coming months. I also uh, do reports for various networks. I'm a freelancer. Uh, so I, I'm always showing something uh, from that. I've been doing some reports from the border. So if anyone's interested in seeing uh, some aerial shots of, of the border and, and uh, some video from uh, Border Patrol ride-alongs that I've done, that's another, another big thing. So, um, yeah, I just encourage anyone to go to my website or follow me on Twitter and they'll be able to see it. Yeah, and that's his Twitter is Rosenwald underscore Eric. And uh, you got it's it. Aaron Rosenwald Photography.com. Correct, yes. Yeah, and we'll link to both of those in the show notes. Well, Eric, right, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining us. You too, you too. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. That's a plane landing. I'm never getting on a plane again. Yeah, I'm never letting you get on a plane again. <laughs> I'm because I've actually already. Well, you need a real ID now. Oh. I know. I've been using a fake ID to get on planes ever <laughs> since. I, just, uh, I still haven't looked up. Is this is this now? Is this October? What's happening? I think happening? it's in October. Don't tell us. We'll just figure it out. Oh, great. It's a surprise me. Uh, I'm going to just fly with a passport. I'm not getting a real ID. I don't want to fly with my passport. You I don't? Can, no, I get nervous. I don't want to lose it. Well, what? What if you lose your real ID? I don't know. That seems less. It's like probably a easier to get a passport than a real it ID. It absolutely is not easy to get a passport. Really? I lost my passport when I was a junkie. I just got a new one. It fucking takes forever. Oh well, I don't really gotta go anywhere. Anyway, guys, thanks. We are gonna be back with yeah some hot content this weekend. Yeah, we got a Liz is Liz is all fired up. I'm fired up. Can't contain her. Ready to go. I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say about angry women? Yes. No, what? That is it okay if I say it? Yeah, I actually don't know what they say. But wasn't there a bunch of books about like women's anger? Uh, I think it was more that they were from a different planet than we were. No, no, no. That's that's men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Which mm-hmm. duh. Okay, but I mean, there was like a. There was like a whole little cottage industry after the. I don't mess with cottages. Uh, election about like lady lady rage lady rage yeah where they're like we're ladies and we're not gonna take it and we're gonna change the world and then like <laughs> well it didn't work out yeah yeah well or maybe they're still working on it i guess Theresa may did step down <laughs> anyways thank you so much for joining us uh i am one of your hosts brace belden Buttigieg, joined <laughs> by not lion liz and truth telling young chomsky and we're going to see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.